it was in that moment that I think it got real. It was more than just, oh yeah, I'm a Christian. I believe in God, that kind of thing. It was, no, 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 this is legit real. I am utterly dependent. I don't know what to do. I'm going to hit rock bottom unless I have something bigger than myself. And that is probably where I would say I clung to God. And that's what God says. It's like, be utterly dependent. And I never took that seriously until I had to. Until I was threatened that my marriage is probably ending. I'm starting a business. And it was the worst time to start a business. I knew that my life was going sideways. But I also realized, okay, either my marriage is going to work and I'm going to rock this business or I'm going to end up a single mom and I'm going to figure out how to be the healthiest, strongest woman that I can that honors what my boys need through this season. I felt like God just kept telling me like, get off the freaking boat and trust me. Hello, beautiful people. It's your host, Danielle Mason, bringing you authentic conversation, transparency around real life experiences, and actionable tips to create your next breakthrough today. Think of this as your home away from home healing oasis where we overshare and overcome obstacles together. Pull up a seat, come as you are, and be ready to leave feeling challenged to reflect, encouraged to take action, and inspired to change. This is the Blackouts to Breakthroughs podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Blackout to Breakthroughs. Today I have a special guest with me on the line. Her name is Tracy. And her story has so much depth to it. And I'm really excited we got a chance to hop on and just really have a back and forth conversation. I'm going to ask her some personal questions. And she's somebody who has a lot of expertise in the field of really helping women heal their bodies and their minds without the need for willpower, motivation, or restriction, and really using blending brain and body science as she's a certified master neuro coach, and she has her doctor of physical therapy. And we're going to really dive into her story and how she got to where she is, because I know a lot of you listening maybe in that sense of trying to find something that you're passionate about, trying to find the sense of purpose. And some of you guys are on a healing journey. And so I felt like she was a perfect person to bring on as a guest. So Tracy, welcome to the show. Yay. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yes, me too. We're going to talk about a couple of different things here. We're going to talk about some struggles that you faced when it came to your marriage. I think that's really big and a big part of your story. And then also your passion of helping women. So how did you get into the coaching business that you're in now and finding, finding that passion? Was it something that you always knew that you wanted to do? I think it's a series of like so many things happened and trying to, you know, trying to figure out like, where do I fit in this this world in my career? And, you know, going from physical therapist in the clinical, you know, the traditional healthcare clinical model, I always knew deep down inside there was something missing. There's something about the healthcare system that always bothered me. And it was, you know, I was listening to another one of your podcasts, just a recent one about I forget her name, but she was on her health journey. And I was like, yes, like doctors don't listen. And we just talk about like treating the symptoms. That is our healthcare system. And that always bothered me as a clinician. And one of the biggest things too, not only was I trying to always get to the source of someone's physical pain, but I also started realizing people were dealing with so many bigger issues beyond just their physical. And as I started working with more more and more women specifically, I kind of started shifting into some women's health and 
pelvic floor, postpartum therapy, I started realizing there was this disconnect of the body, the physical pain, the physical limitations, and how women were feeling in their bodies. Everybody, but specifically at this moment, it was women. And this disconnect of, I want to feel better. I know I would feel better if I exercised, if I ate right. Like, we all know the, we all know what to do. Like, we all know that certain foods aren't really nourishing and fueling to our body. We all know that exercise is good for your body, but why can't we piece that together? And listening to these women just talk about all their struggles and challenges. Wow, you don't understand. I've got so many things going on in my life and everybody needs me. And I have to take care of this 8,000 to-do list. So how the heck am I going to fit in my health and my exercise? And in this season, this was when I was really getting the itch of, I have to get out of the clinic. I just don't know what that's going to look like. I was also dealing with my own personal struggles at home. And in my head, I was thinking, okay, I'm still taking care of my health, but my life, like my home life is swirling around me and I have a two-year-old and four-year-old. Where is the problem that people cannot stay consistent? And it's in those times of the transition, the turmoil, the stress, the crisis that most people fall apart in their health. But it's in those seasons that our health is the most important thing to do and the most honoring thing that you can do for yourself and for your purpose because that's what's going to keep you going. And ultimately, I had to look at how do I want to feel through this challenging season? And it really boils down to like, who do you believe that you are? And believing in some of that worth about yourself of, I understand that everything in my life is swirling around me and it feels hard. But when we can flip that switch in our brain and when we can start putting our health as this automatic program, health becomes now not something that you have to do, not another checklist on the to-do box, but it's part of who you are. And then you start to believe this is how I was created and my body was created to heal. My body was not created to feel like garbage either. Sorry, that was a lot. But that's a piece of kind of where it led me into. I knew that I wanted to serve people in a bigger capacity so that you can not just, you know, have the body and feel good in your body that you love, but actually live your life, like live a life that you love through that. Yeah, no, this is so huge. And I'm guessing you probably work with, do you work mostly with business owners or do you work with all different types of women in different spaces? It's a lot of different spaces, but I have, it's been interesting because I didn't seek out to work with entrepreneurs necessarily, but it's been a lot of these high performing, high achieving, hustle grind types of women who, you know, on the surface have it all figured out. But there, there's a layer that's missing. And so it's been actually really fascinating to walk through this journey with these types of women. And some of them come to me because they're dealing with chronic pain. And some just come because they just feel stuck and they just can't get that, you know, that motivation piece and that consistency piece to see not just their health transform, but their businesses transform and their family dynamics transform. It's just amazing to see how that domino effect by investing in your health actually is an investment in all the other aspects of your life. 
For sure. I remember like it's so easy to neglect your health, especially being that type of woman who is like a high achiever and you're putting all these other people first and you have like all your ducks in a row. It's so easy to neglect your own health and neglect your body and neglect your just your overall well-being because you're you put it on the back burner. And I've been there. I put it on the back burner. And I really love what you said of health not being another thing on the to-do list, but health being part of who you are. It's just like whenever you're trying to create new habits, it's like thinking of saying, oh, I have to clean my room or I have to keep my bathroom clean. No, you just become a clean person. Mm-hmm. And that's like a shift that you make. And so I love that you mentioned that. Yeah, um, like most people start with the, if I, if I eliminate the pain, if I drop the weight, if I have this thing, then I will feel good. Then I will have confidence. Then I can start my business. Then I can be happy. But we have to rewind and reverse engineer it and say, I am someone who is consistent. I am someone who shows up. I am someone who honors my health so that I will have a body that I love. I will be and I and I will do the things that align with that. And so that's where it starts. Most of the time it's, oh, I have to do this thing to get this thing. And it's actually the other way around. Yeah. No, it's so big. It's all about becoming that person that you really want to be. And it starts with those small habits and small practices every single day um, and making that conscious decision that I'm going to show up as this person today. So you've definitely been on a journey through, I mean, I definitely can't relate of going through school, getting my doctorate and really studying, just being in your your place. I would love to hear because I know there's a lot of people listening who want to achieve more and gain more out of life. And they might be going through specific struggles of really trying to get to that next level in whatever it is that they're doing. I would love for you to talk about, is there a a really big struggle that you went through that sticks out while going through this process of getting your doctorate and getting your certification as a coach and building your business? Like, I'm sure there's so many, but is there one particular one that stands out the most or one that really shaped you the most? Yeah, you're right. So many. And it's funny, my college, my college advisor actually told me not to apply to physical therapy school because she told me I wasn't smart enough. And, and I am a, I'll show you kind of person, (laughs) but (laughs) I, I am, I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful that, you know, I, I did end up getting into it, but like I said, stepping into the the traditional clinical environment, I always knew that there was something missing. And then through that, I I got married to, to a man who wanted to be a pastor. I was going to be a pastor's wife. And that was the plan. And so my, my, then my journey took a very unique turn for the worse. And for, I don't know, you know, there's always multiple reasons for why things end up the way they are. He did not get into the ministry and things just didn't work. And there was this weird spiral. And I I always questioned, like, something's off. Like, you know that intuition? I think we all know, I think deep down inside. Like, when I'm looking back, I'm like, something is off. And why isn't this working out? And why, I don't know, why is why is this journey not panning out the way that it was supposed to? You know, the plan. Um, And then through that, we we had our first child. And I again, I started noticing something still just seemed off. And then two years later, we had our second little boy. And that's when I really noticed there's a problem. 
And that's when I started noticing the increased alcohol and just the secrecy and the lies and realizing that we were dealing with an alcohol addiction for him. And it was a very just confusing time. You know, it's funny because I would have said 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, if I would have had a friend who had a partner who was addicted to alcohol, I would have been like, kick them to the curb, just get over it, be done. But when you're in it, I think you don't see the big picture. You want to hold on to the best. And that is where my life really flipped that I realized, crap, I can't control this. Like, I, I do what I say I'm going to do. I am a person who if I tell you something's going to happen, <laughs> I'm going to do it. And that is my, my drive, my, you know, call it controlling, it probably is. I'm going to do it. And I get stuff done. And this was something that I was like, I can't fix this. I don't know what to do. This is completely out of my, my control. And as a, as a physical therapist, I'm a healer. That's what I do for a living. I help people feel better in their bodies. And to see my husband spiral downhill and I couldn't, I couldn't heal that. I couldn't fix it. That was definitely a pivotal point in my life. And from, from childhood, I would probably say that I was a Christian, but it was in that moment that I think it got real. It was more than just, oh yeah, I'm a Christian. I believe in God, that kind of thing. It was, no, 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 this is legit real. I am utterly dependent. I don't know what to do. I'm going to hit rock bottom unless I have something bigger than myself. And that is probably where I would say I clung, clung to God. And that was, I mean, that's what God says. It's like, be utterly dependent. And I never took that seriously until I had to, until mm -hmm. I was threatened that my marriage is probably ending. I don't know what to do. Um, I'm starting a business and it was the worst time to start a business. I knew that my life was going sideways, but I also realized, okay, either my marriage is going to work and I'm going to rock this business or I'm going to end up a single mom and I'm going to figure out how to be the healthiest, strongest woman that I can that honors what my, my boys need through this season. I knew that this was what I needed to do, as scary as it was. And so I felt like God just kept telling me, like, get off the freaking boat and trust me. And to see all these things along this journey that we went through of how many times God showed up. And when I thought that I was going to be homeless, I was selling my, like I sold my house in 24 hours in 2020. I mean, talk wow. about stupid, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I did it. And I was freaking out that me and my boys were going to be homeless. Um, oh but God provided the right house, the right time, everything timed out and the finances just, and it was scary. I mean, it's scary too. I was, again, 2020, I was homeschooling my kids too and trying to build a business and trying to figure out how to make a living. And that's when I just kept hearing God like, hey, I haven't let you down yet, have I? Trust me that I'm going to keep you going. And, and he has, and he continues to. And so that was, that was a big shift of just like, okay, this is real. This is me depending on God. And then as I shifted that into my business, I'm like, yes, like this is what we have to do. We have to surrender to whatever's blocking us. And we have to, we have the opportunity to commit to something bigger because there's a bigger picture and a bigger purpose, even when you're in this rock bottom place. 
it's who do you want to be through this? And I, I did not want to be the mom that was struggling and at pity party. And I don't know, in my head, I had this picture of a single mom being just a hot freaking mess. And I was not going to be that woman. And it's those moments that we get to decide, like, no, that's not what God wants for us. That's not who God made me to be was this hot mess. God made me to be a woman who is going to take care of herself so that I can take care of my boys the way that they need it in this challenging season. There's so many lessons in what you what you just <laughs> shared. So many lessons. And I want to touch on a couple of them. The first one was that that initial feeling that you got because there's so many people who feel who have like a gut feeling or right? they feel I'm just meant for more or I know I'm not meant to be in this space or in this job or in this career like I'm not living to my potential and they have that feeling but they ignore it and they ignore it to the point where it'll just fade and they accept that as normal as just life but you said no I I have this this feeling of there's more than in this area of physical therapy like I know that I can serve at a, at a greater scale and there's something off here and so I kind of want you to share like maybe tips or how you made the decision to you know I guess say jump off the boat and say, there's something off here. And I know that I can serve at a larger scale. How did you like commit to saying, I'm going to start my business because I know there's more for me than this realm of physical therapy? I think one big thing is getting clear on what you want, because I think most of us know what we don't want. You know that you don't want an unsatisfying marriage. You know that you don't want to feel lousy in your body. You don't want a crummy job that you hate. We're really good at knowing what we don't want. But do you actually know what you want? And so when you all, when all your brain programming is fighting for what you don't want, your brain automatically goes towards what you don't want. If you don't want to be fat, your brain always thinks, I'm fat, I need to hustle and grind. But if you know, I want to feel good, I want to feel good in my body, I want to feel confident, I want to have the wealth that I want so that, and dig deep. So when you know what you want, that's that's layer number one. But then you have to go deeper because it's easy to say, I want to be happy, I want to have money. I want to provide. I want to be pain-free. It's easy to say that surface level. And that's a good start. But then you have to start asking why. Why does it matter? Why? Why does that matter? And then when we dig deep, and sometimes it takes, you know, seven to 10 layers of why, 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 then you start realizing this. there's a big, deeper driver beyond the surface. Because if your only driver is, eh, I just, I just don't like what I do and I don't like how I feel. That's all great. And that'll keep you going until you get tired, until you get overwhelmed, until the day doesn't go right. But when your why is so deep and you feel it in your soul that it like almost makes you like cry, excited, all the things and gives you all those emotions, that's what keeps you going. And so that's what keeps you going that now you don't need the willpower and the motivation because willpower has a very short shelf life. And then, you know, just like we talked about before, like it's who are you being? I'm going to be that person. Like I can see that person that I'm, uh, that I want to be that life that I want to live. And then each day I get the opportunity to look at that I need to, I get to evaluate my thoughts, evaluate my decisions and make sure, are they aligning with becoming that vision? 
And if they're not, Mm -hmm. then you get to stop and pause and say, okay, hang on. Why not? Because now your brain is is fighting with you rather than fighting against you. Mm, That's so good. That line right there, I love that line. That's so good. <laughs> wow. And these are simple things, but they make so, they, they make a world of a difference in your life. Like really understanding what you want and why you want it and getting just real with yourself about that. And then identifying what it takes to be that, that person, to be the right person that you want. Like you have to identify those characteristics and qualities. And it might sound like, oh yeah, like whatever, but really get clear on, on who that is and start acting out as that. And so you said like a lot of evaluating and and reflecting. These are things that we, it's easy to just not do. It's easy to just go, go ahead and make my tomorrows the same as today and make that as like a cycle and you can get stuck in that. So I love, 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 love your answer to that. Yeah. Um, And the brain, like the brain's job is to keep you safe and comfortable. So even though you you think that you want this certain thing, your brain is still fighting for safe and comfortable. And when we like we think about the subconscious of how the brain actually works, 90% of your day is working based off the subconscious on this like auto program, which is a good thing. And you should thank your brain for that because that means you don't have to think about trivial things like brushing your teeth and, you know, how to get to work if you're driving. But when that subconscious program is telling you you're not good enough. You can't do this. Even the childhood stories of when you were told like, oh, this is just, this is just the best it is. And this is life. And oh, you're just going to work and be miserable. Like we are told these things at a young age and these things are modeled to us. And so when that's a subconscious program that is just like, well, I guess this is as good as it gets. And this is just my lot in life. And okay, then that subconscious program is the one running the show. And so every time that you get motivated to do the thing, to take that next step, your subconscious is saying, nah, you've done this before. You've tried this before. It's not going to work. And it's advocating for all the reasons why it's not going to work instead of supporting how it can work. How do you fight that? Like, how do you, how do you get to a point where you can change that part of your subconscious programming? Yeah. So you can, it's funny because they used to think that the brain could not be changed. Like this is what it is. Um, And we've actually seen that we can, we can change the programming in the brain. But the biggest thing is, and when I work with my clients, you have to get the subconscious thought out. So let's just say it's the thought of, you can't do this. It gets too hard. That thought keeps running through, but we don't even hear it because it's so just, bam, automatic. And so what I have my clients do is recognize, like this is the biggest thing, is to recognize it. But then after they recognize it, because if they're anything like me, most people, you recognize it, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I can do this. I can do this. And you kind of lie to yourself. That's like why positive affirmations, they have their place. But if deep down inside you're saying the positive affirmation of, I am beautiful, I am strong, but your subconscious is telling you you're a liar, it's not going to work. And so I have my clients actually like get it out of your brain and you're going to write down that thought because once you get it out onto paper and you see it written out in front of you of like, I'm not good enough, you can't do this. All of a sudden, you kind of get this kind of sick feeling like when you see it on paper and you're like, wait, and you start fighting for yourself. Then you start looking at that thought and I have my clients look at, okay, tell me all the times that you were successful. Tell me all the times that you were consistent, all the times that you you did show up for yourself, whatever it is. 
And then they start listing those out. And now the brain starts having evidence that, oh, this is someone who can show up. This is someone who's consistent. So now you don't have to keep lying to yourself. The brain starts seeing the proof. And then you get to look at, okay, because everything that you start seeing and everything that you believe is going to drive how you behave. So if you believe that you can't, it's going to support decisions that you can't. But if you start seeing the evidence of, well, hang on, there was this time that I, that I succeeded. There was this time that I showed up, this time that I was happy, consistent. Then your brain sees that and then it wants to support those decisions and it, it, wants, it wants to support you to take the action so that you don't have to hustle and grind to do it. Your brain says, no, 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 hang on, hang on, Danielle. Remember that time that you showed up and you did all this cool stuff? You can keep going. So then you start to believe it and then, and then you take those tiny action steps. And I have my clients work with even the tiniest action step. It could be as much as you take a five-minute walk today or whatever. Then your brain sees that as more evidence of, oh my gosh, this person does show up. This person does stay consistent. And then you want to keep, it gives you that dopamine hit. And the brain says, I want to keep coming back for more. This is awesome. I like, I like how I feel. I like what I'm doing. And it, then it starts believing that you can continue. And that's where the cool mm. thing is. And then it actually starts erasing, kind of cutting off that old program that says you can't. And it starts replacing it with that new program. And then that new program is the one that's running the show. That, and so when we can make that new program, the one that's running the subconscious, that's how it becomes automatic. That's how it becomes, this is just how I roll. When my clients are struggling with staying consistent in their health, now they switch that program and their new automatic program is, I'm just someone who shows up for my health every day, no matter what. So then when they get sick, injured, the kids are sick, the life flips upside down, they're like, okay, hang on, shift, adapt, readjust, and this is how I roll. And then they keep going. And then you always keep feeling successful, which is amazing. Instead of the ups, high highs and low lows, I call it the curvy journey where it's just, you know, there's always going to be ups and blips and, you know, loop-de-loops in between of the journey. But if we can keep the journey just kind of rolling, then the downs, they just, they, they're not down in the dumps. They're just a curve. And then we get to shift and go back uphill again. Mm. No, that's, so, that's what you just shared is so valuable literally the key of how to get out of that, to get out of that funk or to change. Like, that's so good. Thank you for sharing that. How, with the, with the clients that you work with, I'm just curious, how long do you see it taking until your clients, or is there like an average or is everybody different or what is, what's that time frame where you can say, okay, this person is like, has really made a lot of progress to being able to do what you just said? Yeah. So um, there is there is some science behind like, and you may have heard it before, like how long does it take to build a habit? And a lot of people, like a lot of the research supports 90 days. We'll so start supporting that. So about the 67-ish day mark, if you start staying consistent, you start reprogramming this. Because again, this is not a willpower. This is not, you can willpower anything for 67 days. But if you can start shifting the program about that 60-ish day mark, the old subconscious program and the new subconscious program are going to be equal. So they're going to be kind of fighting at odds. And this is a pivotal pot time now where, which is why a lot of times, you know, someone might join, join the gym, join the program, the, the fix, the, 
75 day hard, that's when it starts getting hard because now those two programs are kind of fighting against each other. And that's when the quitting point happens. So that's when then you get the opportunity to continue to reprogram and ship that brain. And then about the 90-ish day mark is where the new program starts taking over. And now the new subconscious program is stronger than that old program that says you can't. And so that's, that's kind of, if there's a number, that would probably be the number. But of course, it's still, it's always refining. And even as, as you get improvement, whether it's in your health or your business, like you're going to hit new levels and some of those thoughts are going to creep up again. You know, you hit a new level in your business and those thoughts are like, Ooh, are you sure you can handle this up, upscale business? And it's like, okay, hang on. I got it. And then that's where I have to teach my clients. Like, okay, we got to rewind. We got to go back to that thought process and kind of rework the model at every new level, because there's always going to be a new little, a new little devil creeping in your ear for every season that you're at. But when we start to make that new program, the solidified automatic program, that's when it starts to feel like simple. And you're like, okay, I'm okay. I got this. I just have to shift and regroup and I'm going to keep moving forward. Yeah, no, this is so good. I, I do kind of want to like stay on this topic a little bit because it's so interesting. And I know that's like one of the biggest things of how you can really change, you know, who you are is changing those little things. I'm guessing you do different programs per client of what they need and those steps. What would you say like the basics for somebody who's listening and they've been in a rut or they feel stuck or they just feel like low on energy and they just don't know how to get out of this like hole or the dumps, you know, that they're in? What would be like a couple of action steps or yeah, action steps or tips that you would give that person to start to change and reprogram their subconscious to become that person that they want to be? I would say the first thing is to start to recognize and write out those thoughts that you hear creeping in. Because once you start paying attention, you realize there's a lot of thoughts that creep in throughout the day. Um, The other thing then is to, again, like we said before, like that really getting clear on what it is you want and knowing why you want it. So that clear defined thing. And then the third thing would be just start with the tiniest thing because your brain's going to give you all the evidence of all the reasons why it's not going to work. And so if you can even commit to one tiny thing, like I said, a five minute walk, a glass of water in the morning, anything to support, if it's your business, anything to support, like what is one tiny action step that I take to get me closer, then it's going to build. Like I always talk with um, my clients is this meet your body where it is and build upon your success. Meet yourself wherever you are, whatever stage you're in, whatever injury you're in, whatever season of life you're in, wherever you are in your business, meet yourself there and find find your success today. And then you get to build on it tomorrow. So those would probably be the big, the big three that I would say. Yeah, that's good. That's awesome. So I want to shift conversations a little bit because of what you were sharing earlier. There are so many lessons in, in your story and what you shared. So you said that you are somebody that loves to control. And I can totally relate with that. Like I'm a huge control freak, especially, you know, before I really surrendered my life to Jesus, I was really just like, I had to have to control everything. And that was a lesson that he had to teach me. He was like, you cannot keep trying to control everything. Like you're going to fail. You're going to fall. You're going to feel confused. You're going to feel anxious. You're going to feel stressed out. And that for me was, I was at a low where I was like, I just don't want to do this anymore. Like 
And that was my turning point in my faith journey. And I'm sure a lot of people can feel like this out of control feeling where they feel like they have to have everything planned out and they're that planned person. I mean, I know you can speak on this because, I mean, your life really took like a whole turn of events. What would you share with that person or tell that person when things aren't going as planned? How did you just stay afloat? I mean, you didn't even just really stay afloat. You really like started to thrive, honestly. What were some things that you were doing in your life to really thrive in your business, to take care of your boys, to to be that mom showing up for your kids and for yourself? When things around you, your world was really crumbling and things weren't going as planned, like what would you tell that person who may be experiencing similar things? Sometimes I ask myself how I how I did it. <laughs> yeah, honestly, because <laughs> it, it sometimes shocks me. I'm like, wait, I really didn't completely fall apart. Um, Crazy. I think a big thing is really finding your identity and finding your identity, you know, in Christ was essential for me of my identity is not my job. I quit a really good job. I was really good at my job and I liked my job even. And so when I quit, like that was one piece of my identity that crumbled. And as my marriage was crumbling, that was another piece of my identity crumbling. Mm -hmm. I felt completely alone. I felt like I didn't have a friend in the world. All of those identity pieces, you know, that we hold on to when they crumble and you got nothing. I, for me, I knew I couldn't depend on myself in this moment. And that was the only way was that I had to remember my identity in Christ because I had nothing else. And so I guess that's, that's the big thing that prayer became a huge part of, of my life, surrounding myself with people. Like when you find your people, it's amazing. And I've realized how many of us don't have our people. And I went through most of my life without having my people. And I feel like I can finally say at 40 years old, I found my people who, who want to support you, who aren't going to judge you, who are going to want it. Like they want to see you win. I think a lot of women were so competitive with each other and to find women who want to see you win and want to pour into you and in a healthy way is powerful too. So having your tribe, finding a tribe. And if you don't have friends, then I don't want to say pay for them, but (laughs) like hire hire a coach, like get a coach, get a support group, some sort of thing to have someone in your corner to support Mm -hmm. you through it. Because when you feel like you're alone, and there was a long time that I suspected things were wrong, but I didn't really say anything to anyone because I didn't feel comfortable talking about it. And I felt so alone. It was finally when I felt like, okay, I need to start talking to someone about this. That's when I found freedom. So Mm -hmm. finding someone, anyone, whether it's a counselor, a group, a paid coaching thing, a friend, anyone to get some support to help you realize you're not alone. Because when we're in those moments, we feel like we're the only one dealing with this certain challenge. And the truth is we're not. And I think that's, that's the biggest thing is realizing you don't have to do this alone. Yeah. One thing that I've just learned to notice is when we are alone, that's that's when the enemy can come in. That's when we're we're most vulnerable to be attacked by the enemy. And so I I totally agree and like love what you said is finding your identity in Christ because it's it's natural for us to go through life and to 
I mean, ever since we were younger, like we would get praised for certain awards we get at school or getting into certain organizations. Oh, what are you going to be when you grow up? Or, you know, what field are you going into? Wow, that's such a prestigious, you know? And so we, we piece our identity based off of what other people want for us and what other people have told us and the accomplishments that we can put under our belt throughout life. And it's a natural thing that we do. And I, I love that you mentioned, you know, it took you to a place when really like, okay, this part of you fell down, this part of you fell down, that's hard. But you found the best thing and you found that it doesn't have to be up to you. You found that dependency on Christ. And that is, I mean, that's, that's such a beautiful foundation. Just know who you are and know who you were made to be. Like God didn't make you to, God didn't make you to be junk. And God didn't make you to be miserable. Like we live in a unique world that sadness, pain, all the things, they're there. But God didn't make you for that. And I think it's really important to remember that and to root ourselves in that of God didn't make me to be miserable. God didn't make me to feel like garbage every day. God didn't make me to just be mediocre and settle. Like when we are not stepping into the fullness of the person that we were designed to be, then we're missing out and the people who need us are missing out and we're like, we're missing out on fulfilling God's purpose for us. Yeah, no, that's so, that's so huge. And the, this last, this last question that I want to ask to wrap it up is doing something out of the norm and doing something that you have to take a risk on yourself, that takes faith. And so how did you, because a lot of the times, and I see this in a lot of you like believers, they'll have, they'll have faith, but they have a cap on, on what they're believing and trusting God for, which keeps them like living at this, this, this area in their life. How did you have that big faith in God to walk away from your secure, good job to starting a business or to working on your dream, to working on your passions? How did you have that big of faith to, to trust in God to do those things? Well, I would love to tell you that I just leapt off the boat and fully believed, but I was terrified. <laughs> yeah. You know, I like security. I like comfort, just like we all do. Like, I want to know that everything's going to be okay. And so truthfully, it was terrifying. But I knew, like, I guess one of my biggest prayers has been, God, if you, if this is not like, if I'm off base, if this is not what I'm supposed to do, then please take the drive, like take that passion away from me and tell me that I belong back in the clinic, back in my safe little world. Like, let me wake up with zero desire. But the desire keeps getting bigger for me every day. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I am like, okay, I think God would take away the desire. Like if he was like, this is, you're, you're off base. Yeah. If that was the case, I think that he would show that to me. And I would say, nope, I have no desire to help fulfill this purpose. I have the desire and I would have the desire to be back in the clinic. So I think that's where yeah. my, a lot of the faith comes in. Is It's challenging for me to just fully have faith when I don't see the full picture of where I really want and need my business to be in the long term. I'm like, okay, I'm going to trust in God's timing. And I'm going to have that faith because this passion is burning so deep inside of me that I can't ignore it. I think ignoring yeah. it would be a disservice. Yeah. And I think ignoring it would be dishonoring God. Yeah, totally. I So is it, is it a perfect, is it a perfect faith? 100% no. I have yeah. moments that I'm terrified, 
and I question my sanity and I question God, but I think deep down inside, I just know. Yeah, this is so good. One of my prayers recently has been like, God, like, please help me take the limits off of what you can do. There'll be some seasons where I'm like, oh, I'm believing God for like huge things. And then I'll get to a place where like, I've had a couple of failures and I'll get to a place where it's like, okay, let me bring down my vision something. Let me bring down a little bit. And you know, the person that has really reminded me that to take the limits off of God has been my sister. He's been working in her life so beautifully and putting the right people in her path. And it's just so evident that it is him. And it reminds me that I'm the only one putting limits on God. His plan for you is far more than what you can imagine for yourself. So that speaks to also what you were saying about having the right community around you because when you start when your faith may be low and when you start to you know have doubt creep in and all these things like that is natural but having the right community and having people that are really rooted in the word as well and you can see God working in their lives is just a reminder because we all need that reminder sometimes it's a reminder that to take those limits off of God and to trust in him and to the desire that he gave you desires of your heart it's a lot of like I mean you can call it abstract but it's a lot of like feeling right it's a lot of like gut feeling it's a lot of being in tune with your feelings and your thoughts and being connected and having that relationship with God and having that dialogue. And I love the prayer that you said. It's take this away from me if it's not of you. Tracy, this has been such a great conversation. I know. I love this so much. I've learned so much from you too. And I'm just, I'm so excited for the audience to really hear everything from your expertise. Are you currently like taking clients now? Like where can the listeners find you if they want more of what you have to offer? Yeah. So I have a podcast. It was funny that you you talked about taking the limits off. My podcast name is Limitless Health. Because that is one of that is one of our big missions is taking the limits that we place on ourselves off of our health. So Limitless Health is my podcast where we dig into a lot more of this science and stuff. I'm on Instagram at movement.warrior. And yeah, we've got lots of different coaching opportunities of just a monthly accountability come into our tribe membership. And then we've got some deeper coaching kind of geared, definitely geared towards your body's uniqueness. And so whether that is the pain piece or more of the brain piece, all of these things, I don't believe that health is just one size fits all. And so it's a custom brain body coaching system. So definitely Instagram is probably the best way to just reach out to me and connect to see if we can chat and see what the best fit is for people. I would love that. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tracy. I I totally enjoyed this conversation and I'm just so grateful for you you that you came on. Awesome. Thank you, Danielle. All right, let's bring it in. Giving you a virtual hug because you just finished another episode of Blackouts to Breakthroughs podcast. And you know what? You just deserve it. The reviews and subscriptions mean a lot to me. So if you love today's episode, make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on any other episodes. Also, I'd love to hear your takeaways. So feel free to screenshot this episode, put it in your stories and tag me at Blackouts to Breakthroughs on Instagram with your biggest takeaways so I can connect with you and reshare your post. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, friend.